Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live, praise the Lord. I hope that you're doing good. How you doing this week? Hey, well, this is Jeremiah Smith, and I'm so glad to get to spend some time with you today. And I believe some good things are in store this week. Do you believe it? I believe that God wants to do some wonderful things in you this week. You know, God is a good God, and he, he wants to do some special things for his children this week. If you're not saved, he wants to get you saved, get you into the family. And he wants to do some wonderful things in your life. You just didn't happen to turn this on. You didn't just happen to come in here today, praise the Lord, we are live on Podbeam right now, and if you just stepped in here, you know, God, he's drawing you by his tender mercies, by his Holy Spirit, and I believe that you just happen to walk in here today. You know, the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, you know, and he's guiding your steps. He's putting you here. You know, it's a setup. You didn't just happen to walk in here by accident. God set you up for a blessing today, and I believe he wants to do some wonderful things in your life. Do you believe that? Could you stand to be blessed today? Could you stand him to do something wonderful in your life? Well, you know, you just have to be ready for that, you know, and to trust the Lord and be with him. You know, just being around him, blessings follow the master everywhere he goes, praise the Lord, and he wants to meet you, be in your house and be a blessing to you there in your house if you let him do that. Praise the Lord. He's a good, good God. Amen. Well, you know, I'm Jeremiah Smith and you know, we, we try to do a broadcast for you every Sunday and Wednesday there. Been a little off on Wednesdays there. We're here every Sunday for you, but uh, we'll hopefully we'll get back to Wednesdays just as soon as possible. If not, you can listen to uh, some teaching. We, we put up some teaching every Wednesday there for you to make sure that you're growing spiritually, but uh, you can catch us live every Sunday for sure here. And uh, we're so glad to get to spend some time with you, praise the Lord. Hey, it's an honor to get to be with you today. Thank you for turning this on today. Thank you for listening to me today and by the precious Holy Spirit. And I believe he's got some wonderful truths for you today. Well, you know, like I said, that's it. Uh, you can catch us on Sundays at 4 p.m. Central Time. That's when our live podcast is. Sometimes we're a little bit late, uh, but uh, we will try to be here right about 4 p.m. every Sunday for you. And of course, on Wednesdays, you know, we try to have a service every six at 6 p.m. Central Time. And for some reason, we don't make it on a Sunday. We will put some teaching out there for you. You can follow all of our teaching at jeremiahsmithministries.podbeam.com. And I believe that you'll be blessed if you'll tune in to jeremiahsmithministries.podbeam.com. We put our new messages on there. And of course, you know, all the, all the old ones on there. We have nearly 400. 100 and nearly getting close, I believe, to 500 uh, uh, podcasts on there, including Coffee Confessions. And if you can't uh, download or put it on Podbeam, you can listen to the rebroadcasts on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn off Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer, Pandora, uh, let's see, Amazon Music, Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchaser, Player FM, Samsung, Boomplay, all kinds of different places. You don't have to get a new... Uh, a new app or anything like that, but you can listen to our rebroadcasts on there. If you want to listen to all the messages, I believe most of them have most of them on there, but if you can't get all of them on there, you can listen to them at Podbean and uh, listen to all the messages that we have for the ministry. That's our home, and you're welcome to tune into us there. So we're excited that you're here. It is a blessing for you to be here, and I believe God wants to do something special in your life. Could you handle that? Could you handle him doing something special in your life? You know, Jeremiah can't do anything, but the precious Holy Spirit is moving right there where you're at today, and he's going to do some wonderful things in your life if you allow him to do that. Have you given up? 
Have you gotten close to quit? You know, well, the Holy Spirit's going to refresh you and encourage you. Build up your spirit if you'll let him do that right there for you, you know. You know, as soon as I start these podcasts, it's amazing how the precious Holy Spirit, he envelops me, and he wants to do some special things for some people. It has nothing to do with me, and he wants to encourage you, and he wants to help them. some wonderful things happen to your life if you'll let, you let him do that, you know. The Spirit of the Lord is with me, amen, and he's with you right there. You're not alone. Don't act like you're alone. you got the precious Holy Spirit on the inside of you, and he's right there where you're at today. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He's always there to comfort you and encourage you right there where you're at. You know, let him encourage you today. You know, maybe you're tired, you know. He can quicken your spirit, get you excited about life again. Oh, man, you know, I, I remember watching this movie. I'm trying to remember the name of it and everything there. I remember the name of it, but I, I'm not going to give the name of it. But I remember, <laughs> I remember this gentleman. He's so caught up in the affairs of life, you know. And he decided to take his shoes off and walk out in the grass barefoot, you know. And it was like he was experiencing life again, you know. And he wanted to, he was touching his feet in the grass again, you know, getting excited about life again, you know. And it, it's amazing to me, you know. If you let the Holy Spirit, you know, encourage you, You'll start tasting life again like you haven't tasted it in a long time. He'll help you see things better than you've seen in a long time. If you let the Holy Spirit do that, he wants to do that. He's the only one that can do that. He can do all kinds of stuff to get you excited and thrilled about life. If you'll let him do that for you right there today. Do you believe he could do that for you? Do you believe this could be the best week you ever had? Do you believe this could be the rest of this year? Could be the best year you ever had? You know, it's been prophesied this year that he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think this year. Do you believe that? I believe he could do that. The year's not over. Still got some months going here. He could do some amazing things and just it doesn't take him a day or a few days. He can do some amazing things in minutes. He's a God who can do anything. Amen. You know, I was listening to a prophecy today. As a matter of fact, a gentleman was, and I felt very strongly he was right on today. He was saying this week and miracles are going to be poured out every day this week. I believe that every day is a blessing day this week. And I believe he wants to, are you looking for a blessing every day? Every day could be a blessing day when you're looking for it. I believe he's going to do some extremely unusual good things this week. And I believe the next 90 days or the rest of this year, he's going to pour out some unusual miracles. If you'll let the Holy Spirit do that for you this week, he wants you to have a good year. He, he's going to finish up things right this year. Praise the Lord. You know, maybe the world says to you, oh, that can't happen. There's no way that can happen. The world has nothing to do with it. God can make anything happen that he wants to happen. And you don't want to limit him today, you know, and you're thinking or how you look at life, you know, just look at him and trust him. He can do anything. He's exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And he wants to do it through you. And, and he wants to do some wonderful things in your life. If you let him look, start looking this week, every day is a blessing day this week. Say it with me. Every day is a blessing day. Amen. You, you need to see that, see it in your heart and see it in your spirit, you know, every day. Is a blessing day. Praise the Lord. Well, we had not even gotten into our message. We're going to get <laughs> into that today, and we're going to have a good time and with the Lord today. Praise the Lord. You know, maybe somebody out there just needs encouragement. You know, if you had a rough week, you know, the devil been, been putting things in, in your way, in your pathway, trying to stress you out, you know. God can fix it. God has more than a million ways to fix a situation. You know, it's no challenge for him. He can work it out. He, he won't even stress, and he won't get strained in any way. <laughs> making it happen for you, right? 
you know, it's amazing. You look through the Bible, you know, and if you look it up and when he cast out a devil, there's a, there's a certain place where it actually talks about it. it was like he was flipping his finger. Think about that today. You know, he can flip his finger and make some things happen that are unusually good if you let him do that for you today. You know, he it doesn't take him a lot. <laughs> Amen. Things aren't tough for him, you know, and he knows how to straighten things out. Even if you messed up today, you know, and he knew he knew before you did it, you know, maybe you messed up today and he made provision for you. He's a God that does that. You know, you look at Adam, he made provision. Even when Adam messed up, he made some provision, you know, and he makes provision for you. He's a God of mercies, you know. Some people like to tell you, well, you know, you, you're just going to have to live with this and this is just how life's going to turn out. I don't remember that in the Bible, you know. I remember when he said he had mercy. His mercies are new every morning, praise the Lord, and his goodness is every morning, praise the Lord. You know, maybe you messed up today and he, he still got some goodness for you and some mercy for you. This still can be the best year you ever had as long as you're following Jesus Christ this year, praise the Lord. He's a good good savior praise the lord and he's taken care of you and he's paid the price for you to have a wonderful wonderful life praise the lord well we're going to get into our message today i don't know if you if you're comfortable or if you're ready to go and you got your earphones on or if you're walking or if you're riding a bike or if you're in a car somewhere sitting on your couch you know grab your bible get your tablet get your phone get yourself excited you know god wants to do some things with you now, now don't look to the person to the left of you. Don't look to the person to the right of you. You know, he wants to do something with you, <laughs> right? You know, could you stand it if he blessed you, you know, so much you didn't know what to do with it? Yeah, think about that today. He can do it, and he wants to bless you so you can be a blessing to someone else. You know, we're not selfish. We're not those type of Christians. We want to be a blessing to someone else, you know. He wants to lavish some blessings on you so you can be a blessing to someone else. You know, and it's important that you let him do that this year. You know, let him do some unusual good things in your life this year so he, you can be a blessing to someone else. That could be the thing, the very thing that shows love to somebody and how loving God is to bring them into the kingdom. You know, they may have something they can't fix or something they can't get through, and you just come along and you're a blessing to them, and you can give God all the credit. Because he is a good, good God. Amen. Well, we're going to get into our message today. Let's pray. Get your tablet, your phone, and get your Bible today. Let's go ahead and pray today. You know, could you stand another prayer? <laughs> could you stand another prayer? I don't know about you, but I like prayer. You know, you can pray for me all you want. Praise the Lord. Using your faith, you know. Hey, I like prayer, you know, and God wants to, we're going to pray for you today that God does some wonderful things in your life. And we're going to pray for this message. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy, Father. You're good. You're so good to us. And we thank you for your mercy. And it endures how long? Forever. Praise the Lord. His goodness and mercy endures forever, praise the Lord. I'm so glad that you do that, Father. Every time I get up, your goodness and mercy endures forever. And I thank you, Father, for that. And, Father, I thank you there's someone today, Father, who's having challenges. And they think that they've gotten off track, Father, Lord. But your goodness and your mercy endures forever. We just thank you, Father, for that. And we thank you, Lord, even when somebody's messed up, your goodness and mercy endures forever in their life today. 
Father, give them the grace to get back up. Give them the grace to be encouraged. Give them the grace to make good decisions, Father. And Father, we just ask you to help them, Lord, to be flowing in you this week, hearing your Holy Spirit, Father, and, and doing things, Father, that they look back and are amazed that, that, that they get done because of your precious Holy Spirit. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. We ask that your Holy Spirit be our teacher, to be our help, to be our standby, Father, Lord. Help no one to leave here without getting what they need today. When they turn this on, Father, help them to get something they need today. I don't, I don't know what it is, Father, but I know your Holy Spirit will get it to them. Help everybody by the sound of my voice to get what they need today. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name, Lord. We thank you because you can do that. You're everywhere at one time, Father. You know the way the Holy Spirit's going and what direction he's going today. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And we ask you flood us light. Help us to see some stuff we've never seen before today. In Jesus' name, amen. And before we go, we minister to you. Thank you for taking care of our families, taking care of us, being so good to us. Uh, make provision in our pathway, Father, Lord, in, in advance and taking care of us. And we just thank you, Father, for all of you watching out. Thank you for watching out for us and taking care of us in every way. You've always been so good to us. You always in the future are good to us. Future, even when we weren't even serving you, you were good to us, Father, Lord. We thank you for taking care of us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, I hope that you're excited today. <laughs> Well, if you if you're not if you're if you're not thrilled with the word, you're not thrilled about life. You need to be thrilled with the word, right? The word's what changes your circumstances. The word is what makes your life better. The word's what quickens your spirit. Amen. Prospers your soul. The word is what changes everything. It's the thing that gets you saved. It's the thing that gets you baptized with the evidence of speaking in tongues. It's it's the thing that helps provide for you. Praise the Lord on a daily basis. His word is strength to your body and strength to your spirit and your soul. You know, you need his word, praise the Lord. Get his word in your veins right now. <laughs> you know, get you a shot of his word. His word is medicine to your flesh and to your bones and to your spirit. Think about that today. His word is life. Isn't that good? His truth is life. And he wants to give you some truth today, I believe, today by the precious Holy Spirit. We've been talking about the law of the prophets and uh, we're going to be getting into a third message here. We may do a couple more after this. Uh, you say, well, why you minister on this? Well, I feel like the Lord's wanting me to talk about this. So I'm going to be talking about this, and, and we're going to get everything he wants to get out of it, and then we'll move on to what else we need to talk about. But there's some people that really need this. I don't know exactly who they are. I don't know who I'm, I'm giving this message to today. But the Lord wants me to minister it because there's somebody that really needs this message. And he wants to do some, some things quick in some people's lives. He wants to do some things fast. Now, I'm a firm believer that you sow and you take sowing and reaping and there's a process to it. But there also are some special things that God does in his word. And we're going to look at that today. Matthew, the seventh chapter, the first verse. Let's go ahead and look at this. It says, do not judge or you too will be judged for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck in the sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Oh, I like that. You know, I don't want to go off on this too long, but I'm going to say this real quick there. There's a lot of Christians who are picking on other Christians, and I, I can't stand that. You know, We're supposed to be the most loving people in the world. And what kind of witness is that? That tells me your spiritual maturity if you're picking on other Christians. You know, Everybody's in their personal development and growing. 
And it takes time for people to grow. Some people may have just got saved and they're not going to be perfect as soon as they get saved. You know, some people may have been growing for a couple of years, you know, and it takes time to develop and they're not going to be perfect, you know, and we're all growing. Amen. You know, so you can't sit there and look at all the development of other people and pick out all their things because we're all growing they can easily find some things with you. You say, well, I don't have anything, Jeremiah. Oh, do you? <laughs> that may be pride talking right there. Amen. You know, that sounds like pride to me. You know, we're all growing spiritually and we all have things we need to work on, you know, but it really bothers me when I see a YouTube video post or some kind of video and I am on YouTube. So I guess I could say this, you know, and you can post something at me if you'd like to there, but you know, but I don't like it when Christians are picking on other Christians, you know, we're on the same team here, you know, and we're all preaching Jesus and we need to love people. People need to love you. We need that. People need your love. They don't need you picking on each other. You know, when me and my brother don't get along, you know, that doesn't help my family. <laughs> you know, I know my father passed away last year. Me and my brother had to work together, you know, really close, you know, on some things to help with my mother and my dad's passing, you know, how would that be if we weren't getting along? Wow. We would have had a lot more challenges. We wouldn't have been help be able to help my mother very much, you know, but, you know, we have to get along. You know, if we get along, you may not believe like I believe, and you may not agree with what I have to say, but we can still get along, you know, just because you have a different doctrine, you have a different thing or view on something. It doesn't mean that we can't love each other and help more people. You know, that's the challenge, you know, that the enemy likes to separate people and he likes to put division in there, you know. He likes to put what I like what Hilton Sutton always said, you know, put a wedge in there. He'd love to put a wedge in your marriage, put a wedge in your relationships at church and you with another church and think your church is the only church, you know. But, you know, if we all flow together, you know, because everybody's not going to agree on just about everything, you know. I don't know of anybody that agrees 100% with everybody. <laughs> Heck, I don't always agree with myself, praise the Lord, you know. And it's like you need to be a person that's mature enough to see that, hey, I need to love people, period. They're all growing in different stages of life. And if we work together, we can help a whole lot of people. You know, don't forget, you could have a plank in your eye. Don't forget, we all need to love and be a blessing to someone else. Can you say amen with me? Amen. We need to love each other. The world needs you. They don't need you offended. Don't need you upset with another Christian. You know, work with them. You know, you don't have to like them. You don't have to agree with them. But you do need to flow in love with them. If you want the blessings of God on your life, you got to walk in love. You say, well, why am I having challenges? Probably because you're not loving people. You know, you got to love them, period. That's what we're commanded to do. Love your neighbor as yourself, right? And so it's important that we're being loving to each other. Praise the Lord. Let's go ahead and go here. The third verse, it says, why do you look at the speck in the sawdust? We just went over that. The fourth verse, it says, how can you say to your brother, let me put the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a speck in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye. Then look, see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give to dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. And if you do, they may trample them under your feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Yeah, we see this throughout the word too, you know, and God may have given you a revelation. He may have given you some things that he shined light on, you know, may not be new to someone else or it may be new to someone else. But, you know, that's for you a lot of times, you know, and if you go and you share it with some people, sometimes, you know, you might be surprised how they react. They, you know, God showed it to you, <laughs> right? He's speaking to you. And you get excited about it when God speaks to you. You want to tell everybody, but sometimes some people, like we just talked about, are in different stages of growth, you know. 
it's amazing to me. You know, I can tell some people that I'm blessed and, you know, they may cheer and get excited with me. I can tell some others and it really bothers them, you know? And so it's important that you're careful who you share things with because some people are there in different stages of spiritual growth and you actually could hinder their walk if you're not careful when you share some things because they're not ready for it, you know? I remember, you know, when I was younger, my dad had all kinds of ministries and different, matter of fact, I inherited all his books and tapes and all the things that he got, you know, from last year when he passed away, you know, but it's interesting, you know, that you look at all those things and man, you're like, man, as a new believer, you know, I didn't want to try everything out in his library, you know, <laughs> you know, because I wasn't ready for it. You know, he mentioned some things. I'd be like, oh, man, what is that? You know, no, I'm ready for this right here. And some people are in different stages of growth, and they're not quite ready for some things that might be stronger meat, you know. You know, some people may not go to a believer's convention when you sit there for three to four hours of just teaching because they're used to 15 minutes of teaching. You know, and it's just the level of growth that they're at. You know, they're learning to grow. We're all learning to grow. You know, my son's like that today. You know, my son, Liam, you know, he eats a little more because he's grown. You know, he's not heavy or nothing like that, but he eats more because he's grown. You know, he's growing all the time. He's getting taller and he's getting stronger. And, you know, and he, as you get taller and stronger, he starts eating like I do. Not quite like I do. I probably eat too much. <laughs> but, you know, he used to be a little jar was plenty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just a little jar of food was just all you needed. You know, now you, now you gotta, you know, empty out your wallet, get everybody fed, you know, <laughs> but you know, we're all in different stages of growth, right? You know, and I, you know, might listen for 15 minutes to a message. Some people can listen to an hour of a message. It's just the age and growth that you're in. So what do we do? We get offended with those who like to listen for an hour or, because we listen to 15 minutes and we think that's just way too long. No, it's, uh, you're learning, you're growing, and you, and you have to be able to tolerate and love others. Amen. They're all on different levels. And you should rejoice with others, you know. It's important to rejoice with somebody when they get blessed. It's important to be thankful for somebody when they get blessed and encourage them when they get blessed. You know, jump in there and say, hey, that's wonderful. I remember listening to this story about a gentleman. He was talking about a, a, he got blessed with rejoiced even more than he did. You know, he was so excited about it, you know, about him getting a car. And he, he said, man, he was more excited than I was. You know, he said, he said, you may say, well, why am I acting like this? The gentleman said, he said, because I know my blessings coming right down the road. You know, I know my time's coming, you know, but you know, you have to rejoice with others and love others. I remember a lady minister, I'll never forget, you know, one time she was talking about how, uh, this person got blessed with a whole bunch of money in her ministry, and she was an evangelist, you know, and she was talking about how it made her feel, you know, she's believing God for certain things, take care of certain things, and this person got blessed with a whole lot of money, you know, and the Lord was teaching her through that to rejoice with others, you know, and you know, it's amazing how you can rejoice with others and be a blessing to others and not get yourself you know, in the position where things bother you so much. You need to ask yourself why something bothers you, you know. You know, it's good to look and say, well, why is this bothering me? What, why is this getting on my nerves? And what, what, why is this, you know, when I, you know, a minister talks about money or, or they talk about, you know, you walk in love or they, they talk about a certain subject, you know, why does it bother you? Why is it getting on your nerves? You know, and if you look into that, you'll find out it's, it's a little bit more than just something that you, you know, you think you think you'd be surprised, <laughs> you know, you had something affect you. 
Maybe something didn't work out the way it should have worked out, you feel like, you know. But how do you know that you didn't do everything right, you know? You should ask the Lord about it. And the Lord will help you and encourage you. And he'll make it work for you if you'll work with him, praise the Lord. So we're going to go ahead and get back into this. I shouldn't have jumped off so far, praise the Lord. But So let's go on down here. He says, uh, the six verses, do not give dogs what is sacred. Do you throw your pearls before pigs? And if you do, they'll trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Now here's some promises in the seventh verse. He says, ask what we got to do. He says, ask and we'll give to you. Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open for everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Now this is interesting because James tells us that we have not because we ask not. <laughs> Maybe today you just simply don't have some things because you don't ask, you know, and some more powerful ways to get things done, you know, and, and more powerful prayers is to ask with someone else and agree with someone else. You know, the Bible talks about if we agree concerning anything that we shall ask, it'll be done. If we agree with someone else, even more of a powerful prayer. Wow, think about that. But there's a promise here. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. He's not hiding from you. He's not hiding truth from you, hiding himself from you. No, he's not. Knock and the door will be open. Praise the Lord. You know, he, he's wanting to open some doors for you, you know, and this is Jesus talking, you know. So if you say, well, Jeremiah, he wouldn't just do that. Well, you're saying Jesus is wrong. <laughs> do you want to be in that boat to say Jesus was wrong? No, you know, and you want to be in the boat that God can do anything for your life. Nothing's impossible for him. You know, and you say, well, Jeremiah, you just pulled them all out of context. No, it's all over the Bible. He wants to help you, praise the Lord. Jesus wants you to have help and be successful in your life, you know, and, and he, he doesn't matter how you feel about it. He still wants to bless you and he wants to encourage you. It makes him look good when you're blessed. It makes him look like a good father when, he, when you're blessed, praise the Lord. He, you know, have you ever seen a Christian, you know, they get saved and, <laughs> and you, they just look like they're all beat up, you know? No, that's not how God wants you to look. He wants you to look blessed. You represent him, you know? And I don't remember Jesus ever not looking blessed. He's very blessed, praise the Lord. Yeah, you know, they cast lots for his clothes. They must have been nice clothes or they wouldn't have cast lots for his clothes. They were just some stinky rags. They wouldn't have cast lots for his clothes, you know. He was blessed in every way, still blessed in heaven. Yeah, he's very blessed in heaven. Read the first book of Revelations there and go through there and look at how it describes him, you know. He has a gold across his chest. He's blessed. He's a very blessed Savior, praise the Lord. He lives in heaven, a very blessed place, praise the Lord, in every which way. And you have to see yourself as blessed. He doesn't want you seeing yourself as some kind of loser. No, you're in his family, and you know you need to see yourself as a winner. You know, and everything that you do, you need to see yourself the way he sees you. He says for us to have the mind of Christ. You know, and Christ doesn't think of himself as some lowly, you know, no good outfit. He sees himself as the savior of the world. And we're supposed to think like he thinks. We're supposed to think of ourselves as winners. Amen. And he did. He fulfilled his purpose in every way. He won. He overcome the devil. Think about that in every aspect. He's a winner, praise the Lord. And, and he's going to win throughout this whole thing. You know, you look at the book of Revelation, and it's called the Revelation of Jesus Christ in the very first chapter there. He's going to win throughout the whole thing. 
because it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. We can go and break all that down. I've taught on the book of Revelations, and I'll be glad to teach you today, but I'm on an assignment, so I've got to stay on that assignment, praise the Lord. The ninth verse is like this. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will he give you a stone? You know, and some people act like, you know, he just doesn't want to give you what you need. <laughs> That's not how he is. He wants you to have more than what you need. The problem is, you know, and it, it comes down to us. You know, God's paid for everything. It's all paid for through Jesus Christ. He says, by your stripes, we were healed. So healing's already been paid for. Everything's been paid for. You, you look it up and study it, you'll find out he's paid for it all for you, praise the Lord. But, you know, we have to do our part to receive these things. It's going to take a little faith, and you have to trust him. And it's wonderful to have an adventure in faith with God, amen? And he wants to help you to receive the blessings of the Lord. A good example of that's with Abraham. You remember Abraham, Father Abraham? We call him Father Abraham. He said, I want you to leave and go from a land that you're in and go to another land. And he tells him to leave, right? And so we got to be obedient, right? He had a plan for Abraham. And it was an important plan. It affected everybody, <laughs> You know, but Abraham had to be obedient. He had to leave the land he was in and go to the other land. Well, he goes to the other land, and God blesses him unbelievably. The Bible says he's rich. Amen. He, he was rich in amazing way. He had 300 servants, a very, very rich, wealthy man. Matter of fact, he gets into a fight at a certain time. He takes the 300 servants and goes over there and beats the crud out of his enemy. <laughs> you know, these people that were causing some havoc, you know. You know, and that may be the problem with somebody listening today. Are you doing what God tells you to do? Maybe he told you to do something and you just don't see why you're doing it and you're sitting there contemplating it and you're trying to figure it all out. Well, you know, that could be the thing that leads to your blessings. You know, God's trying to get you into a place where he can bless you in every which way. You say, well, he's going to make me rich. Hey, I don't know what he's going to do in your circumstance, but I do know it's going to get better and better and better as you walk with the Lord. I like, remember we started out the podcast and every day is a blessing day. Hey, well, when you walk with God, every day is a blessing day. But I can tell you, it's just going to get better and better and better. <laughs> What's that song? Sweeter as the day goes by. You know, the more you walk with him, sweeter as the day goes by. It is when you follow Jesus, praise the Lord, you know. Maybe you had a tough week this week, but if you just stick in there, something good's on the way, you know. But you got to stay with him, you know. I'm sure Abraham's every day wasn't perfect. I'm sure his wife was like, we're moving? Abraham, do you know what you're talking about? We're going to move? <laughs> you know. But God gave him a dream and a vision, you know. He wanted to prosper him. He said, I'm going to multiply that seed as the stars of the sky. Abraham wanted to have children, you know. I don't know what your dream is today, but Abraham wanted to have a child. He wanted to have some, He wanted an heir. You know, and he, he wanted to multiply him and bless him, you know. And he's got that all down that path, those things he's put in your heart, and he wants to fulfill your dreams and goals, but you just got to stick with him, and you got to follow him in everything that you do, praise the Lord. And we're trying to get to where we're going with our verses today. It says in the 12th verse, it says in every, I'm going to go on down. Well, let's go ahead and finish this out. He says, or if you ask for fish, we'll give him a snake. And if you, then are, you are evil. How, how much, how good gifts would he give to his children? How much would he give his good gifts to his children? How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? 
So somebody's lying, aren't they? When they say, well, I asked him and I didn't get something, right? Somebody's lying because he said, if you ask, you shall receive. So are you saying Jesus is lying? Is that what, you, is that what, you, is that what I heard? Jesus is lying? No, Jesus never lies. He never lies. Amen. You know, and if he says, if you ask, you shall receive, praise the Lord. Now you may gave up, <laughs> got yourself off track and you didn't listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit, but he, if you ask, you shall receive. If you seek, you will find and you knock, the door will be open. Let's look at the 12th verse. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. This sums up the law and the prophets. Think about that today. He says, in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Of course, we know the law, you know. And Jesus summed up the law in two things. He said, seek me first and then seek, love others as you, you love your neighbors yourself, you know. Basically, though, the Ten Commandments, the law, of course, you know, it's all summed up in walking in love. <laughs> If you study it, you know, if you love somebody, you're not going to kill them. <laughs> if you love somebody, you, you're going to treat them right. You know, you go through all the Ten Commandments, you know. I have a plaque, as a matter of fact, across the room right now. It's hanging up on the wall. It's the Ten Commandments. I have them right there in front of me, you know. And they're all fulfilled when you walk in love. You seek God first, and you walk in love. Think about that today. Well, you know, that's what he's talking about here, you know. And when you walk in love, you're sowing seed, all the time. Now, when you choose not to love a person and you decide, well, I'm not going to treat them right, you're going to reap that. If you sow the love, you're going to reap love. You know, every aspect of what you do all day has to do with what you're sowing all day. The Holy Spirit's always leading you in that right way because He wants you to reap good things. And people may say, well, why did these bad things come on me? Well, you know, your whole life has to do with your actions every day, what you're sowing and what you're reaping. You say, well, Jeremiah, is that in the Bible? Well, Luke 6, 38 says, Give, and it shall be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured out into your lap, the New International Version, for with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So you want to be careful if you're sowing strife, if you're sowing bad things, you know, and, and you're sowing things that are negative into people. You don't want to reap that, you know, and it's being right, poured out into your lap, you know. You want good things poured into your lap, good things, sowing love. That's why the Holy Spirit will try to catch you so hard when you're about to say something you shouldn't say because he don't want you to reap that. You know, he wants you to reap good things. You're now born again, and he wants good things to come into your life, you know. You know, and I know this is hard for some ministers. You know, they're like, oh, my goodness, you know, he's, he's, pre he's preaching restriction. No, the Holy Spirit's trying to get good things in your life. That's why he'll say, S give something to somebody. This is why he says, give something every offering when it comes by. You know, he's trying to get more blessings into your life, you know. But if you don't give, he's, the Bible says uh, the, the person that doesn't give, it leads to poverty. <laughs> There's a scripture that talks about that, you know. When a person that doesn't do certain things, it leads to poverty. You've got to give, and you got to you got to make sure that it's coming back good measure, pressed down. You got to harvest it too, you know. But you need to give, right? In every aspect of life, you know, that's the law and the prophets. Now it's interesting. He mentions the prophets, and we've been talking about the prophets because if you sow certain things into a prophetic area, God will do amazing things. There's something about that anointing, you know. 
And it seems to be a lot of when people are a little bit older in life, a lot of Bible teachers, when they, they seem to become more prophetic in life. And I think the, the truth is, if you really look at it, this is what I think. I think that a lot of they can, God can trust them to prophesy the right things after they've been in the ministry for the long time. And he can trust them with a stronger anointing after a certain time because they've been in the ministry for a long time. Because that way, when they speak something, it's easier for it to come to pass because of certain anointings that they're in. But, you know, it's a, you, you want to make sure that you're speaking the right thing. And that when you're prophesying, it's very important, you know. Of course, we know from the fivefold ministry, it's supposed to edify, right? So if somebody's saying you're going to have a horrible week this week, that's probably not from God. <laughs> Amen. The fivefold ministry, if you study it, it says it's supposed to be to edify one another, to encourage one another, right? And so, you know, he is sure, you know, the prophetic ministry is a little different than it was in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, there's the fivefold ministry is supposed to edify the brethren, praise the Lord. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and get into this a little bit more here. Galatians 6, 7 says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Now, this begs the question, well, are you getting anything? And if you are getting things, are you getting bad things, <laughs> you know? Well, it has to do with what you're sowing or your lack of sowing, right? You know, I mean, your life can be a whole lot better if you're sowing. God can change a lot of things in your life by just sowing. Let me get a drink here. Which also should bring to make you think, you know, if you're not getting good things in your life and your life's not getting better, you know, and I've had to ask myself this question, am I lazy? <laughs> you know, remember in the Proverbs, it said, look at the ants, you sluggard, you know, they're workers. I mean, them ants, they work hard. If you watch ants, they're just moving and going and doing all the things they need to do. But people, we have to be careful because we're not doing anything. And you say, well, I don't have anything to sow. No, you have something to sow. We just got through looking at Elijah, went to the person's house, you know, and asked him if they had, she had a meal for one cake. You know, she had something, you know. And, you know, we also look at Elisha, you know, we were looking there, how the woman had the oil. Remember that? You know, she had something, not a lot of oil, but she had some oil, you know. You have something, and God will work with you if you have something. He wants to work with what you have, you know. And he can produce a whole lot with whatever you have. It's, it's, this new covenant is so much about your heart. Remember he says purpose in your heart, what to give. Think about that. It has so much to do with our heart, you know. He said he loved David because he was a man after his own heart. Think about that, you know. He cares about your heart and what you're, you're trusting him with. And if you love him and you want to do things, it's good to love him. It's good to want to do wonderful things for the Lord, but you still have to work this law. You know, if you want good things in your life and you want him to do some wonderful things, and he wants it more than you want it. He wants you to be successful in every area, you know. He wants it more than you have. I'll never forget, you know, when he started talking to me about this, you know, I was studying uh, prosperity. I'll never forget, you know, and studying how to make my life better. And uh, I was at the place. I'll never forget. I was, having, <laughs> I was making great money. I think me and my wife were making more money than we ever made before. But I was having trouble paying for a candy bar. I was like, what on earth? <laughs> you know, because I had so many bills, you know. And he started, he, he started worrying me about just start with a little and he'll increase it, you know. So I just start with a little. And I'd give it every little, you know, just a little here, a little there, a little here, a little here, you know. 
And he may do that with you because he wants you to get into the mode of giving, you know, regularly. He wants you to get into the mode of working with him regularly. And when you start seeing him do things here and you start seeing opportunities there because you've been giving, you know, God will start, he'll lead you, you just keep going, you know, and he might have you do a little bit more and a little bit more, you know. But, you know, you have to do something. Now, you sitting there and doing nothing, it makes it very hard for him to do certain things in your life because you have to work that law. Amen. And we want to make sure that he, and we're talking about not just working that law. He wants to do some supernatural things with that law is what we're talking about today. So we're going to look at that a little bit more. We were talking about Elijah. And the first uh, message, we talked a little bit about him. We talked a little bit about Elisha. And we were talking about the prophetic anointing and how people jumped in that river of that prophetic anointing on those people's lives and had supernatural outcomes. Powerful to think about that. That's something about that anointing had supernatural outcomes, you know. You know, and God seems to lead people towards that prophetic anointing you know, for ministries and many ministers, you know, he seems to lead you that way because he wants to produce wonderful, wonderful things in your life. You say, well, why do you believe that's true? Well, because it's good, good ground. Amen. Then we talked about, you know, how my wife's, you know, her, when you look at her plant area, my wife has a huge, massive plant area in the back of our house and she's got plants that go to the top of the house, you know, and how some plants can just grow amazingly because of that wonderful, wonderful soil. Now you have to water them, of course, and you have to do those other things, but that soil is so important, you know, to make, have a wonderful, wonderful outcome. And what you're doing, you know, it's, it's amazing, you know, because you could plant something in a desert, it's not going to do anything hardly, you know, unless it's a cactus or something like that, you know, but certain places you can person have some massive results. We we're talking about the, the, the uh, I was trying to think about the uh, redwoods there and how the, the trees are just massive. They're so big. You can drive a car through them, you know, cause they just produce and the environment's amazing. You know, just something about getting your seed in the right area. We also talked about how it's important to be looking for fruit, you know. And we, Matthew seven twenty says it like this, Thus by their fruit you shall recognize them. Jesus was all, he's all about fruit, <laughs> right? You know, that's how you know if a minister's a good minister. You know, he has fruit in his ministry, you know. And that's how you know about people if they've got an anointing on their life. There's fruit in their ministry. People's lives are being changed and for the good. You know, the anointing's touching them and changing them for the good, you know. And you think about that today, you know, with your seed, you know. If it, you know if it's producing, if there's some fruit, you know. And if it's in good ground, it's going to produce some great fruit, Get it into some ground and look and see if it's producing. Give a little while to it. And if it's not producing, move it to another area, you know, where it does produce, you know. It needs to be in the right area for it to produce what it needs to grow. You know, and you say, well, Jeremiah, I, I'm just giving to this one thing, and I'm, but I never see any results. Well, you need to be careful about that. You know, you need to get, you're talking about feeding your babies, taking care of your family, you know, taking care of your spiritual growth. Think about that today. Are you growing spiritually where you're at? You know, it's important that you're producing some fruit in every area, wherever you're, you know, where you plant yourself in a church and wherever you plant yourself in certain ministries, you know, it should be producing fruit. And these certain anointings with a prophetic ministry, they produce supernatural fruit. You know, it's always good to make sure you have a steady stream going that way and you're given to all the areas that you need to be giving to, praise the Lord. 
Mark, the fourth chapter, the 28th verse, it says, For he eateth, bringeth forth, or actually this is Jesus talking, said, For the, the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, and the, first the blade, then the ear, and after that the full corn in the ear. Now, this isn't something that I'm talking about, you know, that I haven't tried. <laughs> you know, I know it works, praise the Lord, because I've seen it produce in my own life. And so that's why I'm sharing it with you. And the Lord, wants, I feel like he wants me to share this with you because some people are in a position, they need some things quickly. They need some things to change fast. And so it's important. That, and I'm not just talking about finances. No, that can be the furthest thing from your mind for some people. But giving what you need to give to make sure that it, the Lord can produce in your life, that may be something totally different. Maybe your ministry is not doing good. You need to make sure that you're showing to a ministry that God can produce to help your ministry, you know. It's important to know what you're doing when it comes to sowing, praise the Lord. Mark 4.29, I got a good friend, uh, Pastor Prince. He, he has, a, he has a, a business there where he, he plants things and grows things, you know, and, and he showed me some video of that and stuff, you know, how he does that with his garden there, you know, and he knows all about this, you know, and it's important that he's producing for his family. That's money into the bank. That's money to help his family. You know, and you need to make sure that you're sowing in the right areas because it's taking care of your family, taking care of your kids, taking care of you. You know, you not doing the right things isn't going to help you. It also causes lots more stress, you know, and God wants to help you with that stress if you'll put it into the right avenue for him to help you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Mark 429 says, but when the fruit is brought forth immediately, they put it in the sickle because the harvest is come. Well, you know, you have a harvest, you have fruit, if you're sowing into good, good ground, praise the Lord. Matthew 13, 9, 3 through 9 says it like this. And uh, we, we go, these are just my opening scriptures here. And man, I've already been going for some time here, so I'm going to get to things as quick as I can. Matthew 13, 3 through 9, it says, And he spake these things in parables, saying, Before, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when this, he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and some fowls came and devoured them up. Now you say he's talking about sowing the word. Yeah, he is talking about sowing the word, but he, he also refers to the ground and how it's important that the ground is good for it to, to produce, right? And this is a good example for you to know how ground produces. He's talking about ground and how it produces. He says in the fifth verse, he says, Some fell by the way, stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. Them, but others fell into good ground, right? There is such thing as good ground. And look what happens when it's in good ground. <laughs> it says they bring forth fruit, some at a hundredfold. You know, he starts it with a hundredfold. That's interesting, isn't it? He says in a, some produces a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. You know, God never made things that I know of that didn't produce wonderfully. You know, you look at Fruit trees, they, I mean, they fall off and it seems like they just never quit producing. They just fall off the tree and some things rot, <laughs> you know. We had a prune tree and a pear tree in our backyard, you know. I'll never forget one house and just, man, I mean, just tons and tons of fruit came off those trees. It's like a hundredfold, man. Well, your seeds are producing whatever ground they're in. You know, they, they're producing what you need in your life. You know, it's important that you're sowing them into good ground and, and looking is it producing? If it's not, you know, 
You need to be looking at your spiritual life. Am I producing? Am I growing like I should be? You should be growing by leaps and bounds. Listen to Jeremiah Smith Ministries. We're plugged into the right places, praise the Lord. Amen. And you should be growing, and your life should be getting better. Is your life getting better when you listen to Jeremiah Smith Ministries? You need to determine that. You need to look at that, praise the Lord. It should be getting better, you know, because of the anointing and the Holy Spirit producing in your life, you know, helping you see some things you've never seen before, you know. I believe I can completely say that because I believe we are plugged into the Holy Spirit and we do tap into the things that we need to tap into. But you need to check that with wherever you're at in your life. You know, make sure you're producing in all areas. You know, that anointing produces and is it removing burdens? Is it destroying yokes? You know, what's the fruit that you're getting from that ministry? Praise the Lord. You know, and all, all ministers should want that for you. All ministers should want good things for you. And that's what Jeremiah wants for you. Praise the Lord. That's me. <laughs> I want that for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So let's go on down here. I'm, I'm trying to get into things quickly. Let's see here today. We're talking a little bit about the measures of an anointing. Let's look at that real quick. In John three thirty four, it says, for he whom God has speaketh the words of God, for God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. Talking about Jesus, right? So Jesus he had, he had the anointing on him, the presence of the Holy Spirit on him, still does to this day. He He's anointed, the Bible says in Luke 4, that he was anointed with his, with his power, right? He's the anointed one, the Messiah. But he had the fullness of his power on him, and so he had all the anointings on him, you know, when he was here on the earth. Interesting, and we see that. You know, the fivefold ministry, we see the teachers and we see the prophets and we see the pastors. Well, Jesus flowed in all of this, you know. He had all the anointings. He would teach. He would prophesy about the future. In Matthew 24, we see him prophesying about, prophesying about the future, you know, about the events that are going to happen, you know. Powerful to think about. But he flowed in all these anointings. And one of the anointings that he flowed in was the prophetic anointing, and we know that by things that happened in his ministry. Let's look here at King, 2 Kings 4.42. I'm going to come back, but notice what happens with Elisha here. A man came, and we're looking at the 42nd verse, and this is when he had a hundredfold in the feeding here, and this is talking about Elisha, remember. It says, a man came to him from Baal, bringing the man of God 20 loaves of barley bread baked for the first ripe again, and along with some of the heads of the new grain, give it to the people to eat. Elijah said, how can I set this before a hundred men? Asking God, how can I shut this before a hundred, or talking to the servant, talking to Elisha, he said his servant asked, but Elisha answered, this is the man, the servant talking to Elisha, I'm going to spit it out right here, but Elisha answered, said, give it to the people to eat, for this is what the Lord says, they will eat and have some left over. Think about this now, this is the prophet, he's trying to give it to the, before a hundred men, right, and he doesn't have enough, the servant's like, how are we going to do this? He says, just give it to him, God says, and and they're going to have enough. He said, give it. So it says, but Elijah answered, give it to the people to eat, for this is what the Lord says. They will eat and have left over and have left over. The 44th verse says, then he said it before them, and they ate and had some left over according to the word of the Lord. Notice there, though, that anointing on that prophet, much like the anointing that was on Jesus. Remember Jesus, man, he... He fed the 5,000. He fed a man. He did it more than once, <laughs> you know, with a little. But it was that same type of anointing 
that was on Elisha. That prophetic anointing produces quickly and big results. Very, very interesting, right? Well, let's look over at John 3, 34, and Jesus without measure here, you know, his anointing flowing in the prophetic ministry speaks about the future. But he also has unusual things happen in his ministry, like the prophetic anointing. The 34th verse says, it says, like this is for he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God, for God giveth not the spirit but measure unto him. So he he's, has a spirit without measure that is different than us. He gave us anointings with measure. He broke up the five, uh, broke it up into fivefold ministry. And of course, we have uh, we have people that are outside of that ministry. But he broke up those anointings and gave them to us by measure. Think about that today, you know. So not one person's carrying it all like Jesus did, and he broke it up into five different ministries, right? Well, this is important because you need to be able to, to tap into the ones that you need, right? To understand those ministries and those measures. We work together, right? The body of Christ works together. I, it's interesting too, you know, to think about churches don't always have teachers coming in. They don't always have prophets coming in, but we need each other. We need all the, the anointings, right? We're of the body of Christ and we don't work together well if we're not all working together. And we need them all. Now, let me say it again. We need them all. We need all those ministries and so it's important that we're working together. So, But we're looking at the prophetic anointing on Jesus' life. And we're going to go further into this as, we, as the weeks go. But we're looking at the prophetic anointing on Jesus' life because we want to see how that works and why it's so important, that prophetic anointing, and what God's trying to do with us with that prophetic anointing. Praise the Lord. Well, he gives it to us in measures. We see that, uh, you know, in Ephesians 4, 7, it says, But unto every one of us is given the grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So we all have a measure, and we don't have the fullness like Jesus has. But he did flow in the prophetic anointing. Let's look at John, the sixth chapter. He said, well, Jeremiah, where, where are you going with all this? I am going somewhere. <laughs> Remember Elisha, the hundred men were fed, Right? And that was that same prophetic anointing on Elisha. He had the mantle passed down by Elijah, right? And we see certain fruits in their lives from that anointing. We see certain things happen when the Spirit of the Lord would come on them and certain things would happen. John 6, the first chapter, the first verse, and uh, we're going to start there. It said, after these things, Jesus went over, over to the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberus. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them, that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain. There he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? Why would he ask him that? You know, and he may be asking that today to you. What are you going to do in your circumstance? You know, you have a little, but you don't have enough to take care of the circumstance. And it's interesting how he does that, you know. We always seem to have some coming in, always seems to have some coming in. That's how God is. He, he makes sure you always got some coming in. But if you want everything to come in that he wants for you, he's, he may be asking this question, what are you going to do with what I give you? <laughs> you know, what are you going to do to make the situation better? He's, he's asking him, he's, he's like, what are we going to do with the bread here? What can we make? The, how can we make this circumstance better? You know, we need to help them. And maybe he's asking you that today. How are you going to be able to help others? How are you going to be able to be a blessing to others, you know, if you're always sitting there just having enough to take care of your circumstance? Well, if you want to help others, you're going to have to get to work. you got to sow into the right 
areas. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company coming to him, he saith unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? And he might be asking you, when are you going to change some circumstances? Are you going to let me make it better for you? He's a good God. He's like, what can I, are you going to let me make it better for you? I want to make it better for you. He's a good God. He doesn't think small. <laughs> There's nothing about God that thinks small, you know. Man, you think about his city he's going to build here on the earth and he's going to move his throne from heaven to earth. That city is going to be solid gold. Think about that today. He doesn't think small. It's going to be solid gold. Everywhere you look, going to be gold. Look up, gold. Look on the ground, gold. And it doesn't bother him that there's gold everywhere. You know, if my house was made of gold and my street out there was made of gold, my paved driveway was made of gold, you don't think people would take notice? And you don't think it would bother some people? Think about that today. You know, Solomon was so rich that they actually poured out the silver because <laughs> God blessed him so much. You know, if you Google it right now, he's one of the most wealthiest men you ever did see, ever. You know, it's even to believe that he may be the most wealthiest man we ever seen on this earth. But he was a man hooked to God. Think about that today, you know. And you say, well, Jeremiah, that's just like, that's crazy. Why would we want to be like that? Well, I mean, that's how your father is, <laughs> right? That's how your father, God thinks it's natural. You know, for you to be blessed. And he wants you to be like he is. He wants you to be blessed and think like he thinks. You know, some people are going to have a hard time with that. You know, going into an all gold city and all the ground being gold. And they're going to have a hard time with that. You know, I don't know. I, I'm just not good enough for this. You know, probably when they walk in the gate, you know, and Jesus like trying to drag them in, you know, <laughs> kind of trying to get them in there. <laughs> you know, because they just, man, it just bothers them. You know, and me just talking about this bothers them, you know, and gets on their nerves, you know. I didn't write it. I'm just telling you what's in the word. Praise the Lord. Let's go ahead and give the six verses. And this he said to prove him. He's trying to prove him. What can he do to make his circumstance better? Prove him. You know, and he says to prove me. He wants you to prove God. You know, he wants you to prove him that he can do what he said he's going to do. Are you proving his word? Are you proving it in your life? You know, hey, this reaps and this doesn't reap. This produces harvest. This doesn't produce harvest. You know, proving God. Amen. Maybe he's giving you a word today and he's trying to get you to prove him today so he can do some better things in your life. Or he himself knew what he could do, would do. Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them. And every one of them may take a little. One of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, there is a lad here that hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And, you know, in the natural, if you think about reaping, you know, or sowing and reaping, the law of sowing and reaping, it might take a little while for it to sow and reap. You might sow for a year, and your life could be changed by the next year, you know, just because of that law. God can do some wonderful things in your life if you're doing it regularly, you know, just like a farmer does, you know. And normally it would take some time, you know, but this produced quick, you know. And do you notice that it's the same type of anointing that was on Elisha? Elisha's 100 people were produced for quickly. Think about that today. There's something about that prophetic anointing. You know, Jesus, of course, flowing in the fullness of all the anointings. It, of course, was on his life at that time. You know, may still be on his life at this time. He's the anointed one. He's the Messiah. I believe it is. But, you know, you think about that, you know, he that anointing, that prophetic anointing did some wonderful things quickly. Powerful to think about, right? Let's go ahead and get into this here. This is, there was a lad here, and this, he's got five 
loaves of bread. He's got a couple of five loaves of wonder bread. And he's got uh, he's got some small long John Silvers here, Emil. You know he he's got some he's got some he's got some Wonder Bread and some uh, long John Silvers. I, I don't know if it's enough, you know. Well, Jesus thought it was enough. Elijah thought it was enough when he saw that one little bread meal for that lady and was going to produce. If he hadn't produced in that circumstance with the Lord's help, that lady would have lost her kids and lost everything. Think about that. And some people today might be listening to me and they could be losing everything. I'm giving you some good advice here that can help you in your circumstance today, praise the Lord. And, and I wouldn't give you this advice if I didn't believe it for myself. Amen. You know, and Elisha, he had a circumstance there when he had another a situation with oil, you know, and these people needed this oil to produce for them. This lady needed this oil to produce for her. And it wasn't very little. He saw it as something big. And you've got to see your seed as something big. Your seed's going to, it can change your circumstances. You've got to see it as something big. See it in your spirit. This is changing my circumstances and making things better. It'll produce opportunities for me. It'll produce what I need in my life, you know. And we're going to look at that a little bit more. But your seed can produce great things for you if you let your seed do that in your life, you know. So he's, and Jesus said, make them men sit down. And there was much grass in the place. He's teaching a lesson here. And he's showing them that that anointing can do some wonderful things in their life. The men sat down at a number of about 5,000. Jesus took the loaves, and when he'd given thanks, and, you know, I want to take a minute on this here, and I, I know I'm already at an hour, and I'm going a little bit above that, but it's interesting. He gave thanks. You know, people don't give thanks for what they have. You know, he, he has a long John Silvers. He has some Wonder Bread here, and he gives thanks for what he does have, you know. And, you know, you think your little isn't important sometimes, and you need to value any kind of seed he gives you. He always gives you seed, you know. And you need to value what little things you do have because those little things can produce massive results in your life if you let him do that for you today. I told you about, you know, I started just sowing $5 into the ministry, you know, and God started producing wonderful things in my own ministry, you know, when I first started. But I was just sowing just a little bit just to have a little seed in the ministry, you know. And, you know, you can start somewhere. You can start with something, you know. Just start where you're at, you know. And it has to do with you sowing something, doing something with your seed. You know, God can give you some big results with whatever you give to him. He's a big God, and he can give you big results if you just give it to him, praise the Lord. But notice here, it says, Jesus took the loaves and had given thanks. If you look thanks up in the uh, in the Greek there, I looked it up in the Strong's just for fun, is to be grateful and express gratitude. That word thanks in the Greek means to be thankful and express gratitude. He was thankful for what little he had and he knew what it was going to do, but he was grateful, you know, that he had something that he could work with. And he was thankful because he knew what it could produce in his life. You know, are you thankful for whatever God's given you? Do you have a heart of gratitude for whatever he's given you in your life? You know, we have to be thankful, you know, and he gave thanks. And you don't realize how much thanks can cause production in your life, giving thanks. Now we're talking about, you know, being... Uh, uh, that person, you know, not, or I was talking about a couple of different people there, you know, seeing other people getting blessed and how it affected them. You know, we need to have a heartful, a grateful attitude 
and thankfulness, you know. God might just see you getting see you see somebody else getting blessed because he wants you to have a good attitude and he's wanting you to learn to be thankful and rejoice with others when they get blessed and he wants to do it in your life and he wants you to see how it affects others when they do certain things, you know. But it's it's producing your life gratefulness and and he wants you to be thankful what you have that you can use so he can do wonderful things in your life praise the lord and it also means thanks and being thankful so jesus holds up what he has he has this wonder bread <laughs> he has this long john silvers you say why are you saying long john silvers because i love long john silvers i was raised with long john silvers my grandfather every time i'd go to church he we'd eat be dressed up and go to long john silvers you know and i get to go over to the uh the uh, chest there and get something from the long john silvers chest you know <laughs> I don't even know if we have many of those today, but man, it was good eating. I'll tell you back in the day, you know, eating long johns, fried fish. If you're in another part of the country is what it was. And, uh, we just love that stuff, you know? And, uh, so he gave thanks for the long john silvers and wonder bread and it produced long john silvers and wonder bread for everybody. Think about that today. And it overflowed. They had too much long john silvers and wonder bread everywhere. Think about that today. And he wants that for you to have more than what you need. You know, maybe you don't like Long John Silver's and Wonder Bread. Don't sew it, <laughs> you know, but sew what he's put in your hands so he can be a blessing to you. Praise the Lord. The 12 verses, and they were filled. And he said unto the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain and nothing to be lost. Therefore, they gathered them together and filled the 12 baskets and the fragments and the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Then those men went, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, this is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. Why did they call him a prophet? Think about that today. This is stuff that prophets did, <laughs> right? We just saw that with Elijah. This is stuff that prophets did, right? You know, and he was a prophet, He's also other things, too. He was the Messiah, but he was also a prophet. He's the fullness of the anointing. He had all the anointings. Think about that today. Still has them all. I don't know why I keep referring to it as the past. No, he still has them all. He's the Messiah. He's highly anointed today. But it's that prophetic anointing. This is what produced out of the prophetic anointing. And people knew this is how the prophetic anointing touched other people and how they produced. You know, he's in the fullness of the anointing. That's why you see so much happening. But I'm just saying, get your seed into that good ground, and you're going to see quick results in certain areas of your life. If you don't, I would question if it is truly a prophetic anointing that you're putting that seed into. But I would make sure it's some, all you're giving, make sure you're getting a stream going in that direction. Luke 9, 1 through 9. Let's look at that real quick here. I think we'll go ahead and get into this next week. Let's go ahead and pray because we've already spent some time here. We'll look a little bit more at Jesus next week. But I hope I'm encouraging you to do some checking on your giving and getting good results with your giving, praise the Lord. We're going to talk a little bit more about Jesus next week. And I think you're going to enjoy it, and I hope that you're ready for it. We're also going to get, I'm, I'm planning to get into the disciples there, and we're going to look at the ones with the prophetic anointing on their lives. And you're going to see how some things produce quickly in certain areas and that prophetic anointing we're going to talk more about it let's go ahead and pray father we just thank you father for your goodness we thank you father for your mercy father we give you the praise and all the glory you've been so good to us father and father we just thank you father that today father you're enlightening some people helping some people today father 
Help them, Lord, to make good decisions in their, their giving and their sowing, Father, and help them to have good results in their lives, we pray. And we just ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, if I'm talking to you today and you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus. Amen. Man, what if he came today? Would you be ready? Right? What if he came right in the next hour? Would you be ready? You know, you need to ask yourself that right now. Am I ready? <laughs> you know, you need to be ready. He's coming. And he, he's not, he's not, and he's wanting to, he's wanting to get here quickly. He wants to, he wants to get some people out of here. You, you can look at the signs and the times and how the knowledge is increasing. Daniel talked about that, how the knowledge would increase. And, you know, you can see it just flowing that way. We were talking about that today. I was out eating today with my wife, you know, and my son. And uh, it's interesting. We were talking about, you know, because now things are just moving that direction. You know, you can scan your phone and pay for certain things and do all these things. It's just, it's all shooting towards that, you know. And if you, if you look back and you trace it, it basically uh, you see a lot of knowledge increasing from the time that we actually went into space. It literally happened from that time on to this point. Things moving quickly. Amazing, you know, because satellites were there and satellites were put up into space. All kinds of things happened just because we went to space. But Daniel told us that. He said that, it's gonna, that knowledge is going to increase and we got knowledge just flying at us. The signs of the times are there. Are you going to be ready? Jesus is coming. I, I can't emphasize that enough. He's coming. And you need to make sure that you're ready today. If you'd like to pray with me, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you confess Jesus as Lord and believe God's risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Do you want to be saved today? Do you want to rest assured that he'll take you with him? <laughs> Amen. Well, you know, you want to pray that prayer and be joining the family together with us. I'd love to have you in the family. Me and my wife, that's one of the most exciting things for us is when we see somebody get saved. And we're just thrilled to be a part of it today. If you'll pray this prayer with me, I believe you'll do it right there where you're at today. Pray this with me. Father, I believe you've risen Jesus from the dead. And Father, I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now. Jesus be the Lord of my life right now. And I just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, somebody prayed that prayer today, I believe. And I believe he's accepted Jesus as Lord of our life. Email me at Jeremiah S. Ministries. I'd love to hear about how God came and changed your life today. Hey, put it in the comments. I'm live on Podbeam right now. I want to just say, hey, I've accepted Jesus today. Put it in the comments. I'd love to see that. That's the, that's the thing that makes us to see somebody get saved. Praise the Lord. We love you here. And we look forward to spending more time with you. God bless you. I hope that you are ready for a wonderful, wonderful week. God bless you. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiahsmithministries.podbeam.com. Thank you for listening.